I was, I was, uh, I cannot tell you how happy it made me to see that, A, uh, he ducked down to do a Bloomberg impression. Oh, my which, God. But, but, B, and probably actually even more so. To talk he, about how Warren was destroying him, to, too. To, to refer to himself calling Warren Pocahontas as one of his greatest hits, as if he is like a fucking <laughs> top ten band. Basically. Um... And and then he was like, and someone said, Mr. President, will you apologize? So or, or he said, like, to the real Pocahontas, I apologize. Like, <laughs> well. That's a better apology than Liz Warren's apology. Yep. It's like, yeah, it, it, it literally. Um, it's kind of like, damn, I really wish that you weren't just like a craven sex fiend and, you know, far right Nazi. Because this guy is kind of hilarious. Not yep. going to lie. Probably one of the biggest things that he has going for him. It's, is that it's, he kind, of, it's kind of annoying when, when he makes me laugh, you know? Oh, my God. Because he makes me laugh quite a bit. This is sometimes done, but not very fair. So I was wondering, like, how does Trump weaponize Joe Biden lying about Nelson Mandela? Because like you know like a lot of like a lot of like liberals are like what <laughs> yeah, okay he's gonna talk about somebody else lying like the liar is gonna go talking about somebody else lying but that's not that's not how they you know that's yeah. not how they operate he's like already been calling them liars right well, yeah I just want to know how he's gonna use the Nelson Mandela thing because I think that'd be um, I can't believe that didn't hurt him more remind, well they didn't bring it up it didn't get brought what up it was again what did he say he was going to meet Nelson Mandela or something oh no he said that he was arrested while going to meet uh, Nelson he, Mandela he was arrested while personally trying to break Nelson Mandela so what what's the lie part of it was he just never there at all was he not arrested was he was not, not arrested yeah okay right. he was there on the other side <laughs> he was there but to yeah. say that Nelson Mandela they that he agrees with Nelson but he's just doing it the wrong way. Yeah. He was there to say that too. He was like, uh, Nelson, you can't be just kneeling during the South African national anthem. <laughs> it's there for a reason. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, welcome back to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. Uh, it's me, Benjamin Klon. We've also got Alex Sahori, Matthias Brimmer, Zachary Reinhardt, and Ricky Reynolds. Uh, as we tape this, it is Sunday, March 1st. It's March 1st, right? Yes. Okay, cool. March Madness is upon us. <laughs> March Madness is upon us. Um, thanks for joining us this week. I, uh, I want to start this episode uh, by congratulating uh, former Vice President Joseph Biden for his, for his win in South Carolina last night. Uh, this is his first ever presidential primary win. Uh, it took him three tries in about over 30 years, but he finally did it. Wait, he... Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's never won a state in huh. primary. So, uh... Didn't occur to me, actually. Huh. I just wanted to say, uh... Uh, Mr. Biden, if you're listening to this podcast for some reason, congratulations and don't get used to it. To all of our <laughs> listeners, dreams can come true. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely dreaming Sleepy Joe over there. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty sad. He was like going on like the Sunday talk shows. He was on Fox News. I'm Chris the new Wallace. senator from South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like pressured to do that because of the fact that Bernie was like also uh, going around, and he's like, I can't be left out. And I think. I think like Bernie's like looking at that as like an advantage for him because right, no. like 
Biden never looks good on those talk shows. There's well, a reason that his campaign keeps him away from them. Well, it's like not even it's not just that, though. It's like, you know, uh, Chris Wallace, you know, said some stuff about, you know, oh, well, you know, uh, the president calls you Sleepy Joe or something like that. And then he's like, oh, well, I can't wait until <laughs> I'm on uh, stage with Donald and then we'll see who looks sleepy. Ha 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 ha. Chuck. And th- yeah, no, and then he calls and then he calls Chris Wallace Chuck literally right after. He was like, no, I'm not Sleepy Joe. <laughs> God fucking damn it. This is fucking elder this abuse. Is, Jesus Christ. This is amazing. So uh, as of uh, now, I believe all the all the results for South Carolina are in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he get? Was, was it? I was like forty nine point something. Uh, it was a pretty resounding victory. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they they called it uh, before even any of the official results came in. Yeah, but, uh, based on the exit polls. Exit polls. Yeah. It's amazing how fast that you can count votes when Bernie's not winning. I was <laughs> say. I mean, they could have easily called the Nevada uh, caucuses based on the exit polls as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. They just didn't, you know. And it's like. It's just like one of those things where the media, you know, just like how the treatment of each campaign is treated. I mean, yeah, I think the caucus thing mattered there because they didn't want to fuck it up again. Um, That's true, too. Um, They did call it pretty quick. But you're right. We'll, we'll We'll see really what the comparison is when we win California. Yeah, yeah. Right. by I regular think, ballots. I think like the and most Texas. the most important thing about this South Carolina win isn't that you know like Bernie did get a shellacking here. That's like not like a doubt. But the thing is, is that he also did get delegates mm-hmm. and was the only other uh, competitor besides Joe Biden to do so. Yeah, Tom Steyer, Tom Steyer getting under fifteen was uh, very crucial in in our Bernie's success. Right, right. He put a lot of money there, didn't he? Yes, a lot. Uh, a lot. He. Well, I mean, there's a reason he dropped after he didn't get a single delegate. Cause well, and here's the thing, that too. That was his firewall. You want to know what, though? To, to Tom Steyer's credit, I said, like, um, last week uh, that, you know, I didn't really believe that Tom Steyer was going to uh, go up to the poll. Um You know, besides, like, you know, Bernie and Biden's number, the South Carolina polls is actually pretty, like, accurate. Uh, Tom, or, uh, yeah, Steyer did get... Uh, eleven per- about eleven percent of the vote, which was like you know his RPC average for South Carolina. So he had, like he his ground game did good a good job. Like you know they were you know they were saying that you know they were going to the polls when they were getting called up and asking who they were supporting, and then they went out there. So you know to credit where credit is due. The star did have like a he didn't have a great you know um like uh ground game but he did get his support out and that is kind of impressive we are i mean he spent a lot of money on south carolina right Right. that is yeah what'd you say i said we're rewarding points for third place yeah well (laughs) sire had the most staff in south carolina i'm soft on sire you you all know this i uh i appreciate the fact that he's um not continuing his campaign yeah, in yeah. a vanity like mm-hmm. style, and he's instead um, committing to staying in South Carolina to help defeat Lindsey Graham, which I think is uh, pretty cool. There was there was this dope um, David Sirota yeah, tweet. I saw that. There was some dope David Sirota tweet about Tom Steyer about how he should just like buy uh, a bunch of newspapers and like yeah. Um, he said in all of the like fossil fuel states, right? Um, he should buy newspapers in the fossil fuel states and just like push them to cover fossil fuels. Exactly. That That'd be so cute. Yeah, exactly. No, and you, and this is a way better use of their money, mm-hmm. you know, than running a vanity campaign. I'm looking at you, Mike Bloomberg. Like, but Mike Bloomberg literally said, "I bought the Congress on national television, and instead of just buying the Senate, he's running this stupid presidential campaign." 
Tom Steyer seems like the kind of guy you could have a beer with. <laughs> or boogie down to juvenile with. <laughs> yeah, apparently. It's wild. But yeah, no, um, Biden definitely uh, overperformed his, like, polling average, and Bernie sort of underperformed. Um, you know, I think it, when you look back at, like, you know, how Bernie performed last time around, you know, it's definitely a big turnaround, and he's definitely doing better you know um then 2016 in terms of uh you know gaining like support from different sorts of people yeah well and the thing is too is it's something to always keep in mind uh and and it's something that i really uh, kind of despise is the fact that like um while south carolina does have like a huge like black population uh it's not to say that the geography doesn't matter uh no 100%. it's still very conservative and you know uh Black voters, like any other voters, are not a monolith, and uh, geography plays a huge part in their beliefs. And you know, well, South Carolina also has a comparatively older, um, older yeah, population that's overall, true too, yeah. but particularly the black, uh, the black population of South Carolina is, I think, the oldest uh, on average. It was like seven. Yeah, it was like seventy percent over the age of. You know, old people just forty-five. I think, uh, regardless of the race, old people agree on not liking. Look, this was never. This was never going to be a good state for Bernie Sanders. He definitely like this was at one point like a fifty-point margin. He closed that gap considerably. Um, you know, I think, you know, that's, that's pretty good. And it is, and it is significant that he was able to net some delegates, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, like, to well, yeah, especially to the point where he can keep his lead going into Super Tuesday. Right. And like what you're yeah. saying, Zach, like, you know, like that's, you know, just because like, uh, black voters in, um, South Carolina, you know, didn't like, uh, Bernie Sanders that much. That doesn't mean that black voters in, uh, Michigan or Milwaukee. California. Yeah, and he did Milwaukee. well with the younger yeah. black voters in South Carolina, right? Just yeah, he like did. The same as uh, he does with all young people. Yeah, 18 to 29, um, he, he won the vote. And I think in like the, um, 30 to 40, he tied and then everything over that he lost. The over 65 was just like a, right, slaughter. And yeah, if you're listening to this, please don't like blame like older black electorate just like yeah, please, please don't, don't do, that. do that it's not not cool <laughs> just please just like you know we got to meet voters where they are and if you know they're not ready for us they're not ready for us that doesn't mean that you know we're gonna you know, we're we're still the most you know poc supported movement we're still the most working class movement nothing is going to change that just chill out guys you know and just keep fighting i like i think that you know we're well positioned for super tuesday and beyond so yeah, well, so we're uh, moving into Super Tuesday now, which by the time this is released will be tomorrow. <laughs> um, so, th- I mean, th- this is the biggest day of the uh, of the election so far with... Uh, it's like 1,300 uh, delegates that are awarded, about 34% for grabs. Is it 14 or 15 states with American Samoa? Uh, 14, 14 plus American Samoa. Plus American yeah. Samoa yeah. And uh, Democrats abroad. Yeah. Right. Um, so looking ahead to Super Tuesday, uh, as of about three hours ago, uh, the rat is gone. He's, uh, he's dropped out. CIA said, uh, yeah, rat mode terminated. <laughs> <laughs> rat mode deactivated. Oh, it's not terminated. It's just yeah. sneaking into another hole to like <laughs> reorganize and restructure. Um, I, I, I don't think that P's done. I mean, uh, I think the, the real question is, is, where does he go from here? What is the plan? What's the play? Uh, obviously, there'll be an endorsement. Um, if they're smart, they'll wait till tomorrow when the media cycle starts and they'll do it early in the morning so that all of the morning shows are talking about it. All day long, and yeah. so that way they can try to drive as much Pete support to Biden as they can. 
But I don't know if that's the plan. It might not be. The plan could be to allow for Pete's support to go to Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren um, in, in order to try to blunt Bernie in those two states. Yeah. But also, if you look at second choice polls, it's mostly just going to splinter if it... Yeah, it's if a there's not, But I don't, I don't know if there's, if there's a directional um, pivot from Pete. I think that, that it could change it being from a wash to... Um, more consolidated somewhere we'll see i mean i've seen a lot of people like saying that they're going to support warren on twitter at least after pete dropped out not a whole lot of the biden people the twitter people for pete are going to be more amenable to warren i think for sure i feel like everyone who's not on twitter might listen to pete and just go with joe biden or the older his older or, yeah or they're gonna like you know oh well i like bernie sanders there's one person when i was canvassing uh, around here in lansing you know who said that you know they liked pete but they also like bernie you know so Hi. right Hi. so like now that, i don't understand anything about any of this it's not ideological. Yeah, like pe- yeah. people just don't. But think he that also just—he's not cool. This yeah. guy wasn't cool either. I, I wouldn't say understand. that. I wasn't about to say that to him, but <laughs> okay. I just don't understand. I understand all of the rest of it, just not Pete. It's mostly just cultural signifiers. Like, yeah, he's young. He's a ch- he's a he's a change sure. candidate because he's young. Like it's it's yeah, it's it's a facade. Like he, he talks like smart. Obama. He, yeah. So smart. Like so smart. smart. Yeah, he speaks so many languages. He learned Norwegian Seven languages. Yeah, he can speak those those like northern European languages that are like he can do that. Uh okay. Speaking of um I think I got to apologize on behalf of I guess the Arab world. Um, it is our fault that uh, you guys all had to pronounce the word Buddha judge. Um, that actually is like an Arabic word or uh, an Arabic name, meaning like the uh, master of chickens or father of chickens. So are you kidding me? Not fucking well, what, kidding. Can you. you remind me what the ethnicity of his family is? He's Maltese. Like Maltese. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. So I remember it. No. Okay. Oh I feel God. like the I Ottoman saw. of Malta. Exactly. The Ottoman conquest of Malta, like, <laughs> you know, had a residual yeah. effect. I for sure Psycho. possibly am hallucinating this, but I think early on there was a, is Pete a POC conversation on Twitter? <laughs> there no, was. No. Yeah. I well, I mean, that conversation, I think all I'm, the candidates, a lot, mo- <laughs> like most Maltese, people do have like yeah arab north african descent with them and including turkish yeah so that is like a real thing mm-hmm. and apparently sicilians no 100 yeah yeah it's it's a mixed it's a mixed bag over there man mm-hmm. uh yes so i want to pose a question to you this uh um a historian of the cia that i follow uh she was like I want to know how Pete dropping out influences your belief that Pete is an active CIA plant. So, like, what do you think about that? Like, if how do you explain this from the perspective of Pete being controlled by the CIA? Well, they always want power, and the access to power right now goes through Biden. So, I mean, it's it's all the way to—I don't know. The CIA couldn't control Biden. Well, if he is a CIA, uh, yeah. if he is a CIA asset and he gets rolled over on Super Tuesday, which he would have, like the that CIA just CIA would look really bad. It wouldn't, no. But I mean, it just like <laughs> it tarnishes, it it, it it overexposes the asset. They want to keep the it asset. Overexposes. <laughs> the asset. They, 
They want to keep the asset. They'd have, they'd have to burn him. <laughs> <laughs> like they can't have the asset be overexposed. That spoils the asset. <laughs> that spoils the operation. No. Well, so like so they're gonna have. So running for president is not overexposed. Obviously not, because p- people weren't voting for him anyways, so it's like they didn't know who he was anyways. I'm Doesn't have really great name recognition. I mean, still. if there's going to be a coup at the convention. Yeah. CIA um, operative. It, it's uh, Pete runs into the room with, like, the Contras and just kills the entire Democratic Party. Him and Guido, hand yeah, in hand. Yeah. Guido's going to be my VP. Juan, Juan Guido. Pete will add yet another cultural signifier when he gets into a polycule with Juan Guido oh, no. and Jason. Only if Nancy Pelosi is in the polycule. Uh, yeah, she can probably, she will probably survive the the bloody coup. Mm-hmm. So, something tells me. Well, you 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 saw that uh, apparently it was reported that uh, she said that she's okay with Sanders being the nominee. Yes, she did, and she said that she did not feel that it would hurt down ticket voting. So did Chuck Schumer. So did Hakeem Jeffries. All right, so, so listen, those listen are the... to your queen, libs. Chuck uh, Waco Schumer. Yeah, like basically the entire Democratic leadership like shut that down, but I don't think it's going to really stop all that. You guys know how I feel about that. I don't think it's going to happen. You know what I mean? I don't I still don't think. I think it's just a bunch of talk. I still don't think. I just I just you re- don't think Bernie's going to get the nomination. <laughs> no, I just don't think that they're going to be in a position where it's going to be even possible for them to fuck it up. I really just I think that they didn't plan this out well enough. They're fucking panicking for a reason. They're fucking saying all this for a reason just to hope that somehow this fucking talk and it fucking freaks people out. Like that's literally all it is. It's just meant to like distract us and it's not going to. Do we uh so tr- trying to get back to Super Tuesday here. Uh do we do we uh know the likelihood that Sanders wins all or almost all the delegates in California? Because that's something. That well, I mean, he won't win people. all of them just because of the fact that they're awarded by yeah, congressional, congressional districts. District. District. So, like, there'll always there will there'll be certain congressional districts that are more conservative that'll like boost other right. candidates and won't be as strong for Sanders. But the important thing is that Sanders will be viable in pretty much all of the congressional districts throughout the state. So uh, he's going to get the lion's share. And it's, I mean, it is a matter of that getting above that 15% threshold matters a great deal for these other candidates. Like the difference between Biden finishing in 14% versus 15% is Right. And basically everyone's hovering around that. How mm-hmm. does Biden look for California? Um, Right around that, I think he was at like 12, maybe wow. 11, somewhere I, around there. Is he second there? Uh, no, no, no. Warren has been second, uh, yeah. at least in most of the polling that I've seen. Here, Here's the thing about California is that, like, basically the only people who have been really spending money there in terms of ads. Bloomberg, Bloomberg. and Bernie. Bloomberg, Bernie, and also Elizabeth Warren via her super PAC. Oh, yeah, the $9 million. Oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But she doesn't have any field. Right, yeah. The only she... ones with field offices there are Bloomberg uh, and Bernie, basically. The, yeah, I there's... mean, Joe Biden has one, but Why it's padlock, like... so that shit doesn't count. Why would you just not have... A field office in California. Is that what you're saying? Like, only two of them have field offices in California? Yeah, I mean, it's expensive. Elizabeth okay, Warren fair, hasn't fair been able enough, to scale up. Elizabeth, her, her whole idea yeah, yeah. Her okay. whole idea was basically... It's just like, that's half of the country. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Like, and a lot of them are honestly at, to the point where they've kind of conceded that California is going to go so far for Bernie that it's not worth trying to compete there. It's a real, real big state. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a failure on their part. Hopefully it pays off on our end, and hopefully what you're talking about Maybe. does happen. Because, I mean, if we get... Uh, if, if everyone shut out... What Bernie um, statewide, it's 
huge. I mean, okay. look back, look back to like even before the Nevada caucus, and what you'll see is that Bernie has been running on Super Tuesday for at least a week and a half. Like he's been going to these Super Tuesday yeah. states, Colorado, California. Oh, longer. Texas. I mean, he's been going there for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's been, but he's been hitting them hard the past mm-hmm. week and a half. Is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Right? Oh yeah. Whereas yeah. all the other candidates have been having to focus on Nevada and South Carolina. That's been huge for him. Mm-hmm. And in part, that's why he probably underperformed a little bit in South Carolina mm-hmm. is because he did uh, move towards Super Tuesday in such a quick right. way. Right. Um, but I think that was a, I think it was a good move in terms yeah. of electorally. I mean, I, th- I think it's going to pay off for him a lot more to focus on the Super Tuesday st- states than to try and be more competitive in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. When he knew he was going to lose. And that's exactly the, the, the thought process that's going through these other, other candidates' minds in California. Yeah, right. but California is. California like a, a is like 400 and, yeah, it's like 415 uh, delegates in, in uh, uh, South Carolina is 54. So, so uh, yeah. what states is Bernie going to lose on Super Tuesday? Like, um, sure. I would look for losses. Is in like Minnesota. probably um, no, I want Minnesota. Alabama will probably right, okay. be a loss um, for Bernie. Um, I feel like North Carolina and Virginia could go either way. Virginia is bad. Okay, um, I think so. he's competitive in both uh, in terms of like he's within like he's basically tied for first in both of them. It's yeah okay sure. Um, I wonder if he's going to win Vermont. Me with. <laughs> yeah, he will. He will lose Vermont um, all six, in a, in a all landslide of their delegates. Loses like, Vermont I'm, to I'm Tulsi Gabbard. Sick of him. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bernie got co-opted. What's uh? Is Colorado Tuesday? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So oh, he will dominate in Colorado. Well, I worry about Colorado because like it seems easy, but also like everybody's getting like all the lefties are getting rich off of. Whatever you know, they're rich now. So He's doing really are. good in the polling, and the polling's been fairly accurate. Yeah, like, it's really young uh, in Colorado, and there's also like a pretty sizable Latino right. population too. Yeah. So, both of those things are, are are good factors for him. I uh, what's the other? There's another uh, Arkansas that might be another one that he could. I think like the, the ones that he's going to be most likely to lose are the ones that are in the South. Yeah, but Arkansas. <laughs> I would. Did he have a game in Arkansas? Did he? He's try? competitive. In Arkansas. Don't put. Well, do not put Arkansas out of the off the table yeah, because it's not off the table. I'm just saying that it's Arkan- one he could lose. The Arkansas Democratic Party tweeted out that uh, NYT article about the biden campaign about how they're not like li- they're literally not campaigning anywhere beyond south carolina and basically that uh arkansas democratic party was like hey you're gonna have to earn our vote like w- your vote is not like it's not a given yeah. yeah i think um arkansas the reason that arkansas had that like kind of notorious democratic machine like under clinton and that guy that that one guy, uh, Hubble or whatever, back in the day, is because Al like most Ron Hubble. <laughs> most of the guy, most of the people in Arkansas are disenfranchised, right? It's a lot like West Virginia and I and or uh, Kentucky, and people Which are both very, states that Bernie very, does pretty well in. Ex- yeah, exactly. So in mm. Arkansas, not to the extent that can, we're seeing in Kentucky or West Virginia, but is definitely seeing an increase in like labor vigilance in organization of extremely mm. extremely poor people, right? Like Arkansas is one of the poorest places in America, and so. If we could turn those people out, which I don't know if people are working to turn those people out. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got an operation in Arkansas. There's like, you know, like 20 wealthy or middle class liberals in Arkansas and then like uh, a million poor white people who probably like Bernie Sanders if they haven't been disenfranchised by a felony or something. And a decent amount of um, Latino folk. Yeah, yeah. um, 
and you know very and, similar and, to what we saw black in Iowa. populations like it's Iowa a very diverse Nevada. it's a pretty diverse yeah. state yeah and um you know like i mean looking beyond super tuesday even uh bernie sanders is the first candidate even before bloomberg to start buying ads in michigan uh oh yeah the the the, the both the march 10th and march 17th contest yeah, michigan and uh, uh mississippi which is going to be uh, huge mississippi. well yeah cuz got the endorsement from uh the mayor of uh, jackson, jackson yeah. yeah which was pretty i like the way that he um uh chose to endorse too he he actually canvassed his community and asked like his they citizens. did a community caucus yeah i think yeah. yeah they did a community caucus where like people like came out and like yeah it was it was, uh, it was very um citizen involved and i like that Right. No, no, that is cool. That is cool. I think that Bernie is going to lose North California to either Joe Biden or Tulsi Gabbard in a surprise upset when one of them pulls the crank vote hard and every single, like, insane uh, libertarian, quote-unquote, weed dealer who, like— owns a tiger to protect their outdoor <laughs> grow all of those people so the majority of uh yeah they they will go that that's my prediction you heard it here first folks. <laughs> well, well we'll see how that plays out in a couple days um so Warren. Mm. She's uh you hate to see it folks, you hate to see it. it. Was, okay, so it was it was uh it was revealed uh like about a week or so ago that she now has a super pack which she is uh she, she is declining to disavow. Um they've raised what around like 12 million, 12 million uh in like a week. And you know, you got people saying, "Oh, well, you know, Bernie's got a super pack with our revolution." You know, yeah, it's like they bought like stationery yeah. and like <laughs> some shit for like voter registration, and like they're not fucking buying nine million dollars worth of ads. Right to equate the two is just ridiculous. Exactly. Well, I mean, you our revolution on one hand uh, is a grassroots organization that was started in 2016, mm-hmm. specific with the express purpose of supporting progressive candidates. Now you've got Warren's Persist Pack, which was formed just like a week ago, has all of a sudden raised twelve million fucking dollars. I wonder where that came from. Um, all of her grassroots small-time donors <laughs> that have maxed the fuck out <laughs> are now going over to that because, uh, nevertheless, they persisted. Our revolution, a.k.a. the Burlington Mafia, <laughs> um, is running a dark money campaign where uh, sunrise-style children go up to Diane Feinstein and kneecap her with a lead pipe. <laughs> Well, also, so, so you ever notice how the Sunrise Movement uh, logo looks like Maoist propaganda? <laughs> um, Y'all the- ever notice how Bernie Sanders has not explicitly denounced the Great Leap Forward? <laughs> kind of sus, if you ask me. Anyways, back to the. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Bernie Sanders means by socialism. You know, I'm like a little worried about what might happen if I go to Central Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he, said, he, 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 he says socialism. I don't know if he means Denmark. He says he says Denmark, or I don't know if he means uh, you know like Cuba. Yeah. Um. So I mean, so so this like twelve million dollars that's been raised by this pack is all going to support a candidate that has not even placed second in any of the any of the contests so far. She came in behind Pete Buttigieg last night, and he fucking dropped out. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's 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 pretty it's pretty significant, right? You know, you have a team, you have a campaign manager, you have um Adam Green, who's like a very prominent surrogate for her, just flat out saying that you know they do not plan to win a single state. And they're going to take all of their delegates to the convention and try and be the nominee. Like, that's just kind of messed up. Yeah, I mean, that's just like, uh, I saw somebody like um, say it, and it's true. I don't know if you guys know who this is, but uh, Elizabeth Warren's campaign's like two days away from being H.A. Goodman. Uh, and I don't know if you guys know who that was from 2016, but he was uh, like a grassroots like uh, reporter that was covering the Bernie campaign. And he was like... Um, one of those people that like, you know, November, October 29th, Hillary's going to be indicted. Bernie's going to be the president. Like, <laughs> you know, like way deep, like went way off the edge, like was committed that like, there was no way that Bernie wasn't going to be the president. You know, even after like Trump, they're like, okay, they're going to remove Trump and they're going to put like Bernie in. So it's just like, I feel like that's kind of like where Warren's campaign's like almost at. Like they need to realize the writing's kind of on the wall and like, yeah. I mean, if you're underperforming Pete in South Carolina, like, what are you doing? I think it, to, to a degree it makes sense, right? Because it's like she's coming in second maybe in California and Texas. She's I don't know if she's coming in second in Texas. I think Joe I Biden's coming in second in Texas. Uh, oh, for sure. Uh, I don't care if I win or lose. I just like to gamble. I don't. Even, I think she'll Charles come in fourth in Texas, this to be honest. Really, I'm, I've convinced myself very quickly that she really was the CIA asset all along. <laughs> Yo. When you look at all of this evidence. I mean, her, her, oh ex, her express strategy at this point is to subvert popular will <laughs> my my theory is that what they're what they're going to do is they're going to try to like push warren really hard in these next couple weeks to try to like do exactly what alex was just talking about get her above the 15 percent threshold so she can cure delegates even if she's not winning um in a way, just to try to take delegates away from Bernie, mm-hmm. and as a way to try to split, exactly split the progressive vote. People have um, been saying that she was doing that since this time last year. Yeah, and literally nobody was. That listening. being said, it helps though if it's like Bernie has a significant lead, and it's like one and two or two and three are right next to each other. So let's say like it is a situation where her, both her and Biden, like or her and Bloomberg hit the mark, hit that 15% threshold, their delegate share gets, like, split up because they're not the winners. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, uh, the, you know, like, the second-place finisher getting a bunch of delegates because they're the second-place finisher, mm-hmm. right? You know, so that actually might help Bernie in the long run, actually, when you think about it. It could. She's the only candidate whose second choice is overwhelmingly in favor of one candidate over another. All the others are pretty much like it's basically splintered. a wash. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, with hers, it's like forty percent uh, are second choice Bernie supporters. I have a friend who contacted me recently who is a first choice Warren, second choice Bernie supporter. Because they're the same, right? Um, well, I asked, like, so why is Warren your first choice? And he said, uh, because I think she'll be able to, you know, get things Mm -hmm. done for real. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's going to go in and West Wing this shit. And Mm -hmm. I think that she is more likely to beat Donald Trump. I was like, (laughs) 
Okay. Um, how do I, I ask just... you why you believe that without being like, yo, are you fucking crazy? What the <laughs> hell do you think will happen? I, I think hello, the best I think hello, the best response sorry to the real one. <laughs> I mean, I think honestly one of the best responses to that, and it's one that I've been using, and it's kind of blunt, but if it's true, it's like, how do you expect that Elizabeth Warren's gonna beat Donald Trump when she can't beat anybody in the Democratic primary? Right, so like Ooh, I mean she's got third, fourth, fourth, fifth. She lost to fucking Amy Klobuchar in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I'm actually, I'm mourning her campaign at this point because I want to see it so bad. I want to see her in Trump. I mean, it would be <laughs> so it would bad. Be easily the funniest mashup. <laughs> um, and it would, it would be the most entertaining, um, you know, it would be like uh, putting you out of your misery with morphine. Like, it's okay. Yeah, I'd like sure. to avoid that but punishment as you go Honestly, down Honestly, like, she would lose so bad, and these people <laughs> yeah. would be like... This is McGovern all over again. These people would truly be like, she did such... She is so capable. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like the the, the same people that would same. tell you that, like, she, like, won the, ba- the debate against Trump are the same people that have been telling us for the last 12 debates that Amy Klobuchar has just been killing it. Like, the people of the United States are so sexist. How could they not just understand how Elizabeth Warren taking selfies is exactly like Frederick Douglass taking pictures of himself? <laughs> Frederick Douglass. God, I forgot about that. That was so bad. Was that New York Times? No, I don't think it was New York Times. Uh, I think it was Vox. Vox. Oh God. Tonight we're going to do something at the center of democracy. Hey, I will. Julian and I are going to take double selfies. Speaking of Vox, though, shout out to Matt for being real about the Elizabeth Warren situation. Seriously, Wait, Iglesias. Yeah, yeah. Matty Iglesias has you got been that? a warrior. Has been a warrior on what's, Twitter. What's he lately. been saying, dude? He he's been saying the, like just the truth. Just like Elizabeth Warren, you know, doing this pack stuff is really bad. Um, Elizabeth- <laughs> Matt Iglesias only says the truth, dude. <laughs> yeah, like we should invade the Iraq War. <laughs> I would love to. And about how John Iraq Kerry War. is right for the Democratic Party. <laughs> I want Warren to drop out immediately because I'm stressed that she won over my homeschool nieces. My social justice homeschool, zealot, ethnically Jewish, but evangelical nieces. Um, I mean, I don't. Do you guys? Oh, I, so mean, I just don't want them to have the option. I want yeah, to take yeah. away the option to vote for her. Yes, uh-huh. yes. The, the, I already too I, many good people will be led us. I already know some people who have like already turned in their mm. uh, their early ballots here in Michigan for Liz. You can spoil them. Yeah, <laughs> she's cer- she's definitely going to drop out before Michigan. I like I. You would have thought that. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, that but would why be the would, rational sure, thing to you're do. You're right. You're right. You're right. Never mind. I was being rational. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if uh, it'll be like ridiculous if she doesn't drop out after Massachusetts, I and I'm like sure, like her will support be... will like crumble. But like, I don't know if she'll do it. <laughs> like, if she doesn't drop out uh, after Super Tuesday, then I think that is our final confirmation that she's a CIA asset. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't heard that elsewhere. And, you know, because she's got enough, like, corporate shadiness around her that nobody yeah. actually noticed that she also probably is a CIA asset. Yeah, I'm just, you know, like, I, the, I'm just reminded of that, it was like April of last year, they had the uh, Stop Bernie meeting. Mm. Yeah. Pete was part of that. Um, 
<laughs> oh, he, did, right, he, yeah. did, he did his part. <laughs> yeah. Um, he stopped Bernie. I don't know. If, and uh, the the newest thing, and I don't I don't know if this is maybe why. Like you see, like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi talking about, like you know, if Bernie was at the top of ticket. Like I don't think you know. I think it might be like posturing because uh, I saw like a mega donor apparently is uh, going around asking for uh, party leaders like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to endorse uh, Joe Biden, and uh, that was like released today. So I don't know. I think there. I think there's. Yeah. Don't. I think the 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 I think the establishment panic is going to increase after Super Tuesday. See, but that's what I'm saying. That's like why I don't think that there's going to be this fucking convention shit anyways cuz if they like fucking could have a plan, like they wouldn't be freaking out like this if it was like not up in the air. If it was already written, like Amber Amber Frost said this on Chapo, if it was already written, like they wouldn't be panicking like this. Them panicking like this, we know for a fact that they don't know what's going to happen and it terrifies them. That means that all all we need to do is fight like we've never fought before. We've got this shit in the fucking bag, guys. Let's fucking do this. We gotta fight, but I don't, I don't like to get too confident. Oh, yeah, I, I wish I was that optimistic. Look, you, 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 that's not a that's a fucking loser's attitude. I get it, guys. We we've never fucking won in our lives. Yeah, we've been doing this for fucking like it's never fucking worked ever ever fuck. But you want to know what? Fuck it. What who what else are we gonna fucking do? Go big, or go home, baby. There's no fucking well, other yeah, choice. I mean, we, gotta, we gotta fight. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not offering up apathy as opposed. I'm just saying that um, we shouldn't underestimate our enemies. I agree because they're powerful. I mean, I'm I'm not. I feel like we are I'm too. Ma- I think I feel like I'm making a very like reasoned estimation. I feel like it's I mean, fairly reasoned. Yeah, it's fairly reasoned, but I I, uh, I just don't like being complacent. I'm not saying be complacent. I'm just saying understand the position that we're in and just like do not be fooled. Do not fold. I don't like it when Zach is like more reserved because I go to him to reassure me. <laughs> I'm I'm just like I'm not like I'm I have like a pretty confident guess that we'll go in with like a plurality of the delegates. My question is is like how big is that plurality? How big is the plurality and how quickly can the establishment get their shit together? And like, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like Biden doesn't have to be like a hundred delegates like behind. If like Bloomberg can combine his delegates yeah. with Biden and put him over Bernie, I, That's I, it. I wouldn't put it past the party. Like I, yeah, that is, I, they that don't is care. It. Like they don't, I don't think they really honestly, like a lot of people will say like, you know, if they do this, yeah. it'll kill the party. And like, they would never do they that, are, but I they don't, are, they're pretty they craven. Are, yeah, they are not they are not strategically minded, intelligently strategically minded. Well they are, it's just that they're to, they're Well, but to 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 seriously see that they might or, or I don't I don't think that I they, think that they really are believe that it would cut the party in half. I think that they don't care and that their uh goals don't align with ours. The destruction of the party for them doesn't their matter. They're aligned with capital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they're going to do what better serves capital, not not like the will of the fucking people. And if that's Bernie Sanders versus Trump, they will choose Trump. And you'll you'll hear more and more folks coming out and saying that that part of the establishment. You're already starting to see it. You know, you're already starting to see the crack. You have people like uh, Lloyd Blankfein coming out saying like he's voting for Trump over Bernie. Like, and that'll increase. And the people that they donate to, like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, are not. Are not beholden to Look, us. Look, you say that, but you want to know what Maggie Hamer been on CNN 
uh, New York Times uh, uh, reporter. The Clinton News Network. You know, she said flat out, you know, right? Like, all these, like, you know, liberals saying that, like, oh, my gosh, you know, Trump is, like, an existential threat. Or, like, oh, my gosh, Trump is, like, so awful. And that, like, oh, they can't vote for Bernie. That's going to be, like, a huge cognitive dissonance with voters. And I think that's just going to be a benefit for us in the long run. It's beneficial. It's like Mask Off could expose Exactly. Them. It's going to—it's it's beneficial for us as a movement with— if it's very clear whose side everybody's on. Right. And that's, so we could point that. to them and say, look, these fuckers never cared about you. And, and that's I also, the benefit of the Bernie Sanders presidency and campaign. And that's why they hate him so much because they want to be able to do that same thing too, but it will affect, it affects the bottom line and affects the way that campaigns are run and like, you know, hiring and staff and all that shit. It affects all that. Like if, if Bernie Sanders wins and they tap into that, like it's gone, it's over. They they hate him for it because it's cheating. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a lot of uh, Benedict Arnold. All, the, the all we've been doing on the show for like months now is speculating about the next two weeks. Yeah, it's a it's <laughs> pretty nerve wracking time to be honest. Your, yeah, changing your uh, minds. Like. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's interesting that like all of this is happening. So what? A, so quickly. What do you do if we don't win at the convention? You know, we we go in there with enough a plurality. To, yeah, we go in there thinking it's possible, but not secured, and then we don't win. What do we do? What do you do? I'm gonna be in the streets, and I'm gonna fucking start lighting shit on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And for legal reasons, that's, that's a, joke. a joke. Sure. I mean. I, I would uh, I would part I, I would help in the effort to metaphorically burn down Milwaukee do you, with do metaphorical you, you with metaphorical Molotov cocktails. I'm gonna bring my Gaza kite. <laughs> Metaphoric. <laughs> metaphorically, yes. I won't be doing anything. <laughs> I I am on that black pill shit like that. I, I'm not kidding. I am like pretty fucking close to nihilism right now. Yeah. Um. And I really do hate people quite a bit, so I don't know. You know, I, it's it's really hard because every time that there is any left victory, you know, it's like the Allende coup. Right. So I am very worried. Yeah. I yeah, I'm I don't think that they understand like how much people are investing into this campaign. And, like, how much, like, people are, like, really, really trying to use democratic means to change their lives. And if they can't do it that way, I worry about what's next. I, I remember I remember someone, someone that I, someone that I know um, posted online today talking about, you know, the Bernie campaign, basically saying, like, like the Bernie, like the Bernie Sanders campaign, like, this is like, this is like the left and like like the working people's like last time that they're going to be asking nicely mm -hmm. after that. I would like to believe it. I yeah. don't know. I've been, I've, I'm older than you guys and I don't believe that there is any, I'm not supposed to say this in public. I don't believe that the left has the capacity to do anything meaningfully uh, violent or revolutionary in the yeah, United States. I'm and I believe, and it's funny because we were talking about this more a couple of years ago and nobody's really talking about it now, but it is important to remember 
<laughs> that there are people in the United States who have that capacity, right? And they, we, uh, the the way that the left, the so-called left, distinguished itself from those people for 20 to 30 years was to just like not own guns and be nicer and not have organizations because we all know that organizations are populist. It's Trump shit, right? Yeah. Um, and I am hopeful about some of our democratic socialist organizations that are out there, but I do not think that the left has any meaningfully way to obtain power other than through the election of Bernie Sanders in the future at all period. <laughs> right. And, yeah, and you know, well, there, we're running on a very limited time. Correct. Table here. Correct. Right. Um, well, I mean, there's, so we just hope that we converted some of those militia people to Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Look, more, more yeah, important. Yeah, I mean, more yeah. important than guns though. Like guns, we can take uh, care guns of. Guns is kind of like a symbol uh, here, right? It's gun, not just guns. guns it, we, yeah, it if, is. Okay. But like, if we're going to have like a revolution, like, let's just look back to like history, right? Like the best way to do that is the labor movement. Mm-hmm. Right, like, and that's, that's that's the concrete thing we're asking out of Bernie Sanders, right? Bernie Sanders, through, you know, he gives us those tools, right, that had been leg- legislatively and executively taken away from us, right? right? Um, and that's the easiest, I think that's easy. That's those why I believe it's easy. tools. Right, right. Right, but I mean, like, you know, like, if we have Big to, like, strikes. if we have to start organizing, like, non, you yeah. know, recognized unions and do sure. wildcat strikes, that's what we're going to have to do. We have to be able to have a labor backbone, though. Before like we even think about the idea of like gu- the ideas of guns. That's how you, yeah. Like I mean, that's what we need to like. That's really the only focus. thing I feel optimistic about actually is yeah. labor right now. Right. Yeah. So like if we if we if we like focus on labor and do the right things on labor. If you're if I mean if you're like we're talking about revolution here, right? Like that's where we want to make our focus. If we if we're truly revolutionaries, it's the labor movement that's going to get us there. That's how Trotsky and Lenin did the October Revolution through the labor uh, labor movements and withholding. Labor from like the trains, from like trains, all sorts of shit. Right, shipping. Right, shipping and all. Sex that. strike, baby. <laughs> I, seriously though, like <laughs> that's the one who suggested that. I don't. Uh, Alyssa uh, Milano. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Anna. Genius. Uh, Emma Goldberg. Pretty much everybody constantly <laughs> Wait, is suggesting Gold, a, yeah. a sex strike. <laughs> Wait, is it Goldberg or Goldman? Yeah, I can't I think remember. It's Goldman. Okay. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I guess Jude Emma. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. Alex is staring at me right now because he's. I so I, I promised I promised we'd uh, have a Alex's faux pas corner so that he can go off about. Uh, some recent uh, foreign policy news. Um, so uh, it was Is announced about the peace with the Taliban. Yeah. So uh, I think it was about a week ago. It was announced that uh, the U.S. is signing a peace deal with the with the Taliban that that um, that will result in the full withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. So we are pulling out. We're pulling out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, probably <laughs> still shooting. All Alex, go place. slow. Remember, we're stupid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's. All right, so you know, just to start off, like we've kind of been a long time coming. Um, we <laughs> sure, have. Yeah. What's the date to date? Like, what's our? The United States invasion of Afghanistan began on October seventh, two thousand and one. If you're counting, that's yes, that's less than a month after the September eleventh attacks. Um, and uh, you know, just to kind of put us in that mindset. Um, here are the top three songs from that week. Uh, Fallen by Alicia Keys. 
Um, I'm real. The Jennifer Lopez version, uh, Ja Rule. And um, Where the Party At uh, by Jagged Edge and Nelly. It is moving drastically to the right, by the way. That's Where the Party At. And you want to know what? Like... And you want to know what, like, uh, that's actually very representative of, um, music in that entire year, 2001 too, because the Fallen and, uh, I'm Real were the number two and five, uh, top singles of 2001 respectively. So, um, yeah, that's the research that I did for, um, Alex's Fopo corner here. This is the, like, you know, what we, what you guys come here for. I, I work very hard for this. Uh, <laughs> I really like where this is going. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, like I said, you know, it's been a very long time coming. We've been in Afghanistan. It's the uh, United States' longest war. The Taliban has never controlled more territory than they ever have at this point. So this is probably their, you know, best situation there is, right? Um, you know, a peace deal. Uh, they're going to reduce forces to um, 8,600 from 13,000 that are currently there in the next three to four months. This is uh, via N- uh, NBC News. And um, remaining U.S. forces will withdraw in 14 months, although a complete pullout would depend on the Taliban um, meeting commitments preventing terrorism, which I think that those commitments might might they'll probably be upheld but the united states will probably say they're not upheld or something like that i mean some bullshit right yeah yeah, i mean that's what we did with fucking iran is we made a deal with them and we're like they're not holding up their end of the deal right but they were so so yeah like oh it was really funny too like uh (laughs) on trump's cpac speech he was like the taliban i gotta give them to them they're good fighters Mm -hmm. they're good fighters (laughs) we made a deal it was a good deal it was a great deal i still find it crazy that one stat like that like somebody born like the day that the Afghanistan war started right. could serve in the Afghanistan war. Yeah. Like, and that really is our longest war. I guess probably long, by like yeah. a lot, right? Um, yeah. From it's, 2001 to uh, 2020, that's, I think, you know, 18, there's, oh, there's, um, since Vietnam, we don't really uh, punctuate wars in the same way because right. we've like been in the Middle East in general since the late eighties or whatever. Most so. of my fucking life. Sure. Yeah. 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 So I always always think of those things as kind of continuous, but going into Afghanistan, I think is, was a real, a real turn as you know. No. And and here's the thing, like, um, credit where credit's due, uh, drum administration doing a good thing here, uh, (laughs) signing this peace deal with the Taliban. Um, why'd they do it? Why'd they do it? Um, because it's the right thing to do. I mean, also it's an election year. It's an election, exactly, like 100%. Yeah, okay. It's the right thing to do. It's easy. America is not, they're, they're very drained out. They do not want these wars anymore. This is going to be a win for Trump, and it would be a mistake he's, for he's the gonna Democrats. Pull a, he's going to get credited with ending this war, like Reagan and the fucking Berlin Wall and the Cold War forever. I mean, I mean, or the release of the hostages. I mean, look. Yeah. I'm, uh, what I would say is... I mean, he did it. Obama didn't do if, it. If, so. you're, if you're a Democrat here, all I got to say is, is that uh, do not... Not like a t- like you know go at Trump for the right on this. Don't say like you know we got to keep troops in. Say, uh, hey, um, I would have pulled out the troops yesterday or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Should have so, never been there in the first. Should have never been there in the first place or something like that. So it's just like you know, it, 
Honestly, like I, I don't think that even though Trump did it, a lot of people aren't gonna like give him the credit because I think they understand, right? First of all, like I think the American people know that we didn't win that war, <laughs> right? When was the last time we won a war? I'm waiting war? for Trump with the mission accomplished in no, the background. Yeah, like we're literally, we're literally please, leaving. God, please. We're literally leaving the region with our tail between our legs because the Taliban has literally never controlled any. No, they've never controlled this much territory they've never been more like powerful and legitimate they've uh, this is the most powerful and legitimate they've ever been and they have toned themselves down like since uh the united states started them to fight uh the soviets you know they have toned themselves down a little bit since then so So. first question whose idea was this um i mean this has been speculate alex's it's been in the pipeline for a long time yeah this has been going down the pipeline for a long time even going back to obama like this these talk yeah is that true that is obama considered it obama did he did like he didn't like obviously like get rid of all the troops but he did pull out a lot he did a big de-escalation of of afghanistan well yeah i mean after escalate he did escalate in his first term no he escalated in the first term then he did the de-escalation right yeah okay I mean, so so Trump gets to blame the Democrats for he basically gets to take credit for cleaning up. Um, you know, so we were losing, but it wasn't his fault that we were losing so bad, right? That precedes him, and oh, so yeah. now he gets to say that he made the oh, dignified yeah. decision. No, to we've been we've been fucking up Afghanistan war. for two decades. Sure. Yeah, like Afghanistan. I mean, longer if you want to, dude. <laughs> no, here, yeah, like here's the thing. Here's like the like th- number one thing you got to understand about Afghanistan is that uh this this country is like an amalgamation mm-hmm. of different culture. It's got mm-hmm. such a crazy history. Yeah. Like from Just where it's located. It's right. like, yeah. No, it's like been, you know, you got like, uh, the Mughal Empire taking it over. You got the Persians taking it over. You got the Mongols taking it over. Right, and then the, being a Soviet battlegrounds. You got the Turmid Empire yeah. taking it over. It's like it's it's got it so the great you, game. You, you got yeah no you got Alexander the Great and the Greeks taking it over. Like there were Greek colonies there for like a very long time during the first millennia. And so it's, it's actually very incredible. Like, you know, when you take in, like you can, you you have like Greek, uh, uh, style statues of the Buddha Mm -hmm. in like found in Kabul, like ancient, like Greek style statues of the Buddha in Kabul. And that's like the only place where you can find that shit. It's incredible. And, you know, with all that culture is also just a lot of different groups and a lot of, like, you know, different... uh, Like regionalism. Regionalism. The the regionalism is is modern, right? Because of this this kind of boundary and state conflict in the 20th century, right? That's not old. No, yeah, yeah, but that's kind of like my point, right? Like, the way things were back then, um, it was... There was just so much more exchanging of cultures. Borders were not so much of a thing. It was just kind of who had control economically right kind of like right that. right and they've always um, been relatively resource rich right in, in a sense too yeah yeah and also i mean that's what central asia is right like it's geographically important um because it's in the middle of everything right but um you mentioned this like a second ago but like the important thing here is that it was u.s intervention in the cold war that created not just these borders as we understand them today but the them being war zones 
Well, I wouldn't go so far as that. Like, I, Afghanistan has always been um, a very, very like resource wish. It's always been sure. like, a place where, but people, like the Taliban, like, right? So this is a consequence of. Yeah, no, one hundred percent sure. Like the Taliban is a, a consequence of um, United States Cold War uh, games. Um, and, but more importantly than that, like, uh, just the history of like, uh, Afghanistan kind of did start to predate like the United States involvement. There was actually very briefly a, uh, communist, uh, Republic of Afghanistan. Cool. Um, so, uh, just putting that out there. Uh, anyways, um, there there's also like i i guess like you know you know good good on trump like that's really all there is about afghanistan uh one thing i also want to talk about is um syria uh this is like not good news i thought like by now i'd probably be able to give you guys some better news but um you know for the last month uh the assad government uh with the help of uh russia have been uh doing this uh, assault uh, a, a uh, offensive, a push into uh, the Idlib province of Syria, which is in the uh, northwest. And um, basically, it's kind of just difficult right now because uh, Russia is not really doing all it can to really help out. But they did accidentally just like kill a bunch of like Turkish people or uh, Turkish uh, soldiers in uh, in Idlib province, which is kind of like a problem. So, <laughs> okay, so maybe I should probably back up here, right? Yeah, please. Um, I, I know I understand even less about uh, Syria than I do Afghanistan. So, so here, so here's basically all you need to know about what's currently going on in Syria is that there's like this one, um, I would call terrorist group. Uh, some people call them rebels, <laughs> called uh, Hayat uh, Tahrir al Sham. Uh, Hayat Tahrir al Sham is basically a rebranding of uh, Jabhat al-Nusra, which uh, actually, matter of fact, when I was visiting my family in Palestine uh, in 2014, I remember them very specifically going, oh, ISIS? ISIS isn't the problem. It's Jabhat al-Nusra, right? Like, and very, very early on, uh, and Jabhat al-Nusra is basically al-Qaeda in Syria. Uh, They were like the elite, like terrorist fighters um, in uh, the region. Uh, and they were the ones that were really like very, very brutal. Like, uh, ISIS was very good at branding and stuff like that in terms of like the internet, but it was, uh, Joe had a great marketing team. Yeah. No, but it was, it was, it, it, and it, but it was like without Jabhat al-Nusra, like ISIS would not would have like been able to, uh, get all the territory that they had get. And then eventually they started fighting each other as well. So, um, basically, uh, you know, they got. Now, Jabhat al-Nusra is Hayat Tahrir al-Sham. Um, and basically, they just changed their names so that Qatar and Saudi Arabia and Turkey could keep giving them money. <laughs> like That's like the only reason why they changed the name, because they couldn't keep giving money to Jabhat al-Nusra, al-Qaeda, and Syria. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, this is really awkward. I know we spent a long time coming up with this name, and you know we all really like what it stands for, but we do need to continue getting funding. To be so, fair, to- what was second on the list <laughs> to be fair i mean like i am being a little reductionist when i say it is just hyatt Tahrir sham because it's like it's an amalgamation of groups right but the thing is uh these al-nusra 
Elsham people, they're the ones who are in charge. Okay? And they're being supported by Turkey. So, Turkey, like, there's some other fucking bastards. Um, it, like, this, you know, we can go all the way back to, like, the, uh, you know, um, like Bath versus Muslim Brotherhood uh, kind of tensions in the Arab world, but I don't think we need to go and do that. But all, basically what you need to know is the Muslim Brotherhood is kind of like the Republicans and the Bath Party is kind of like the Democrats, um, <laughs> which is awesome. Correct, just... me, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the Bath Party the Saddam Hussein Party? Yes, but the Bath, <laughs> but the bath Party in Iraq is, is like different. A in many the ways. Bath Party in Iraq is kind of different than the Bath Party in Syria. They hated each other. Kind of like the Green Party in uh, the United States is different than the Green Party in the UK. So, yeah, like, so those... every single other Green Party, which yes. seems to just be like, damn, we don't know what to call ourselves. We're green. Like, <laughs> what do you think this means? The bath movement. The wild card color. The bath movement was is a trans like Arab movement. Um, oh, that's very progressive. No, but I, I mean, no, like there's there's the Iraqi bathism and then there's like Syria bathism. Right. I'm, so I'm not saying it, comparatively to the Arab world. I'm just I'm not saying it's a one to one comparison. Okay. I'm just trying to make like it's it's for dummies. All right. OK, OK. <laughs> so so what are the superdelegates? <laughs> so, Alex, let's let's bring this back to now. So yes. what, what's going on now? Yes. Anyways. So, yeah, like I'm just saying, like, you know, I just wanted to explain that. Right. To just kind of give you like a foreground of like why Turkey and the Muslim Brotherhood would not like um Bashar al-Assad and the Syrian government uh so you, you know it's not just like you know religious stuff it's political as well um yeah, absolutely and, and uh you know like you have um the you have the Syrian government who's like hey uh Turkey you know you're not, you're not really supposed to be in Idlib and you know you told Russia that you were going to take out like these terrorists and you were going to do something with them i don't know but that's like you know the uh they made an agreement and that's what they said they were going to do and they haven't been doing that turkey is just kind of like helping uh like these terrorist rebels if you want to call them that um and uh basically um t- turkey has using their drones they ba- just totally decimated the syrian army um very very like very heavy casualties um, and it's really, really sad because, uh, Russia could do something about it or even let them use like Syria has like, I, th- I think I've talked about this before the S 300, uh, missile systems, um, uh, air defense systems that are very good. They're like better than the American ones and they're cheaper. And, uh, uh they're is not even allowed to use them. And those can like take out drones because like Russia doesn't want to make Turkey mad because Russia wants to sell Turkey the S four hundred missile systems. <laughs> no, but yeah, so it's like actually really funny, right? Because I said earlier before that you know uh, Russia like killed a bunch of like Turkish soldiers, and uh, Russia or Turkey won't even acknowledge that Russia was responsible because Turkey and Russia are kind of doing this thing. So they're pinning it all on uh, Bashar. Exactly. They don't like uh, Russia and uh, uh, Russia and uh, Turkey. They they want to play nice. They don't want to be at war. They don't want to be at direct conflict. There was a lot of gain, uh, economic gain for uh, Exa- Russia. No, yeah, exactly, because Russia wants to sell air arms, weapons, and and uh, they sell um, uh, energy to right. natural and, gas and stuff. Like and that no, too. funny thing about it is, so you want to know what the United States response to all this has been? If you want our help, 
uh, to take out Assad and the Russians, you're going to have to uh, cancel the weapons deal and buy our weapons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was like the official response of the U.S. government and NATO. Um, But, yeah, so uh, you you got Erdogan opening up his borders into Greece, uh, basically saying, all right, Europe, you take these Syrians because I don't want them. Basically calling, like, Europe uh, hypocrites for, like, you know, not helping him uh, take out Assad in Syria. Um, it's, it's, it's un, I don't know what might happen. Will there might be a little bit of regain, regaining, uh, uh, territory in terms of, um, the Turks and, uh, and, um, and, uh, Hayat Tariel Sham. They might gain some more territory. Uh, that being said, it's kind of going to be in this limbo at least for a while in Idlib province. Um, there have, there are some Turkish outposts outside of Idlib province, kind of like uh, the escalation zones. One of those outposts have been attacked by the Syrian army, which is a new escalation. Um, you know, uh, it's it's pretty scary. Like these drones have really proven to be very pivotal in uh, this last escalation. Uh, the, it's actually pretty fascinating. Um, Turkey's drone program. Uh, they've basically done it like, um, ba- basically kind of like buying Israeli drones and American drones and kind of copying them. Uh, and um, you know, and they've done a very good job with them. They've actually uh, like Turkish drones are. It, they've shown to be very, very good. But that being said, like if Russia really wanted to, they could, you know, um, swat them out of the air, right? Swat them out of the air. But obviously, Put up Turkey, fly zone. yeah. But obviously, like Russia doesn't really want to do that. I think Russia, Russia has their economic and uh, security interests already figured out, right? Like the Syria war is basically stabilized from their point of view, and um, they to just, the point where the U.S. interests aren't. Right, overtaking it. So it's no, like... but and, and here's the and here's the like greatest part about it is is like they're the they're the ones who are going to decide what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're the ones, not the United States. Yeah, well, th- uh, using Turkey. As yeah, a... exactly. Right, mm-hmm. because like they're going to be the ones who make the deal with Turkey, not the United States. So like there is power in that. That being said, um, it does help that you know like you know, Assad is just like a fucking or not Assad. Uh, Putin is just like fucking. Uh, fucking islamophobe racist motherfucking piece of shit yeah, uh yeah. and um he he would just rather like have a bunch of uh muslims kind of die and shit and one little tidbit just before i wrap up um julian assange on trial uh said some pretty interesting stuff about uh maybe uh donald trump offering him a pardon if <laughs> he would prove that uh he like that um donald trump campaign or roger stone wasn't like <sighs> Or I guess that they didn't know, just like disprove the Russia thing. I guess I forgot what it was. That's some election year shit. Yeah, sure. but I mean, but I mean, like you know, lawyers Pardoning wouldn't be lawyers wouldn't necessarily be like doing all that shit. Like they wouldn't be claiming stuff in court if they couldn't prove it. So that's going to be very interesting to see like what would happen if if Julian Assange like basically shows us proof that like the whole Russia thing was you know not true and that it wasn't a hacked. Uh, but rather just like a journalist. It was, yeah, it was like it was just like a journalist like. We'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens um it'll be very interesting to find mm-hmm. out and that's um alex's faux corner the very the very first
Cool. Well, yeah, that was our uh, that was our foreign policy correspondent, Alex Sahori. <laughs> uh, it might have sounded like we were talking to him uh, while he's here in the room with us, but he's actually reporting remotely from Damascus. That's true. Yeah, I, um, Bashar al-Assad treats me very nicely. <laughs> he has really good mics there. <laughs> so uh, we, we got to wrap up here. But um, before we go, I just wanted to say the... Uh, the Michigan, the Michigan presidential primary is coming up in, I believe, ten days now. Is it ten days now, uh, Zach? Hmm? Ten days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. March tenth. Oh fuck, man! A it's, week from Tuesday, guys. We, yeah, it's in just over just over a week now. Um, and so, uh, you know, I just wanted to say, if you if you live in the state of Michigan, uh, we're, we're we're coming into crunch time now. Uh, we're we're doing really well in the polls. It's looking good, but we cannot get complacent. We need help reaching out to voters, getting them out to the polls, and uh, hyping up our boy. So, if uh, if you know if you live in Michigan, um, then please, for the love of God, go to events.berniesanders.com and uh, plug in your zip code and find some canvases and events happening near you. Get involved with the campaign. Make sure that Bernie Sanders fucking wins this state. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for listening to uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Um, make sure you subscribe to our show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever, wherever else you get podcasts. You can find us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. You can follow us on Twitter at SOTRpod. You can email us at SOTRpod at gmail.com. And... Uh, I'm sorry, Matthias is making a face, and I'm getting a little distracted here. You okay? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> and uh, if you if you like our show and you want to help support us financially, you can go to patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive, uh, get access to some bonus content. Uh, you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month. So if you think the show uh, provides at least a dollar a month <laughs> worth of content, then please uh, go to Michi- go to uh, patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. Uh, well, uh, I-, I think... I, we're supposed to do a bonus episode this week, but I don't know if we're going to have time with uh, with the election coming up in about a week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can. Um, but anyway, we'll see you guys. Uh, see you guys next next week. Bye. 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 Come on. Come on. Represent your side like me Round here, if you stick, you put uh, your hot one My shotgun, couple of them down yeah. one Belvedere in the rear of the club Pulled up on dubs And we about to go and buy the bar up So, so, for sure we ain't playing uh, Hang with no lames Walk insane Hey, where the fuck you been?